Hello, and we are back. We're back. Hiatus. Vacationist. Vacation hiatus. Vacation. More glow sticks, huh? Yeah, well, we went to a, a five below. Oh, okay. Which uh, I've never been to. Because I thought it was, I, I always thought it was like a, a hot topic type store. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's a dollar store. But I was surprised by some of the stuff you can get. Like, I got these. It's in one of my pockets here. That's where Heather goes to get phone cases. Yeah, she buys cheap five dollar phone of, cases. This is this was a five dollar Bluetooth headset. Really? Yeah. And it, they definitely stole Apple's design for the earpods. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the sound quality isn't fantastic, but it's a five dollar Bluetooth headset. Uh huh. That's cuckoo crazy. Yeah. So yeah, there was actually some cool stuff in there. Like yeah, and, and you know, car chargers and cords mm-hmm. and stuff for your phone, all there for five bucks. Better yeah. than you can get even like gas stations. Yeah, you know, I would do that for Heather. You know, she likes to get her phone cases there. Um, I get mine typically on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I want one that you know is kind of a decent one, but still pretty slim. Uh, screen protectors, really good place to go to get screen yeah. protectors too. Uh, if I could just. Uh, Implore you to close that door in case the air conditioner comes back on again. Sweet. Well, so yeah, we were both on vacation for a couple of weeks, and our vacations overlapped, yep. so we didn't have a time to do a show. So, uh, yes, sir. How so, was your vacation? I, I had a great time. I was in. Uh, well, let's talk about yours. Yours was first. Well, although mm-hmm. mine is more closer to memory. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I could remember. So let's go chronologically. You go first. All right. Uh, so we talked about it a little bit. I did my annual camping trip vacation to Kelly's Island, Ohio. It's the one of the islands that are near Sandusky. Uh, Putin Bay is probably the more famous one. People go there to party and drink and stuff. Kelly's is much more uh, subdued. And, uh, near Jerry Sandusky? No. Did 11... <laughs> Eleven nights, or no, ten nights, eleven days on the island. Having fun with that banana? I am. It's a foam banana. It looks. It, I, Remember I that looked, from Nauticom? No, that's from Nauticom. Really? It looks kind of real when you saw it on, on the on the ground. <laughs> I was like, is that is that a real banana? And then, no, it's a foam banana. No, that's the one from Nauticom. Foam banana. Kelly's Island. Kelly's camping. It was. It was nice being able to, you know. You take the ferry to the island and like have nothing to do mm-hmm. for the next eleven days. The um, cell coverage is still non-existent at the campground. You have to go else other that, parts. That's of, weird. I mean, it's it's twenty sixteen. It's there's doesn't make sense for Verizon to put a tower on that island. Mm-hmm. If you're on the south side of the island or on the west side of the island, you can get cell coverage from the mainland or from putting. They can't put a little repeater there. Talk to Verizon, man. I will. But from the when you're at the campground. The Canadian TELUS cell signal overpowers mm. the American Verizon signal. So it's like, welcome to Canada. Even though, you know, you're, you know, it's still pretty far across the water. There's a, there's an island, you know, in this, these line of islands, there's a Canadian island called Paley Island. It's pretty big. And that's where the towers are that I'm picking up. You but, can still use your Verizon satellite thing, right? No, because that's just cell coverage, right? Oh, really? Yeah, it's not satellite. It's oh. just... And so when we got there, there must have been a misconfiguration on the tower or something. We got there, and I get to the 
welcome to Canada two or $10 for two megabytes or something like that. And I'm like, I shouldn't have got this message. I have roaming turned off. And, you know, where it says Verizon or AT&T at the top, it said TELUS. I'm like, what the hell? So I had to spend, you know, most of the week in airplane mode because my phone was no longer honoring my wishes not to roam. Uh, there was other days in the week where I had turned it on and it was not connecting to TELUS. It was trying to connect to Verizon, but it was a, the weakest signal that you couldn't even have a phone conversation, really. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's actually better you spent you put it in airplane mode because it, ta- it tra- takes oh, a lot of battery trying oh, to Oh, yeah, I mean, for... especially how weak the signals were, yeah. it would have sucked yeah. the battery dry. Uh, so there was, you know, rare moments where we were eating in town or something and I'd get my Twitter fix in <laughs> And check the news. Uh, you know, that's the weird thing. Maybe I need to, subscri- you know, start reading the newspaper when I'm up there. But, like, you, like things happen and you're, not, like, not aware of it because you're at the beach or in the woods. You're was that camping. during the whole uh, Republican campaign? Uh, it was the DNC. No, the it was, DNC. Oh, so it was, the, well, it was the end of the RNC, the beginning of the DNC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the DNC chair resigned, the Russian email yeah. hack, um, Verizon bought Yahoo!, what else? Uh, I'm sure a lot of black people died. You know, that kind of thing. So <laughs> It is America, after all. Lots of... Did there eight, eight mass shootings, probably? We can yeah. because we love. Yes. Wish we could do something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so one day we did go over to Put-in-Bay. And... Put-in-Bay. Put-in-Bay. Put in bay. <laughs> It was okay. I mean, it is what it is. Went back to the Putin Bay Brewing Company. That was ten years since I've been there, and they were celebrating their twentieth anniversary. And the beers were still awful. I mean, just just awful. Um, their IPA was like all crystal malt and not hoppy. And then I ordered their Hefeweizen, and it tasted like a a slightly Oktoberfest version of their IPA. And that was supposed to be their Hefeweizen. What was that last time? Oh, that was the fireworks. This isn't fireworks, so something's yeah. banging. Oh, here. Is this right here? There we go. Cool. Um, oh, just awful. And I had a little Twitter conversation with Rubio from the beers. He's like, yeah, I wonder how many tourist trap breweries stay in business just because of tourists of bad taste. That and breweries are popular now, and so people go to breweries, and, you know, so it's like maybe they couldn't have stayed in, in- they couldn't have stayed around when breweries weren't popular, but because they are, and now people want a beer, and there's nothing available except for this place. Yeah, but put in Bay, there's all kinds of bars, right? Oh. So, so there's still people saying, you know, I want to go to the local island brew pub, ah. and don't realize yes, and that, that in that a, case, yeah, it's a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was awful. And I was trying to talk to the like, I didn't finish my beer, and waiter's like, you don't like it. I'm like. Like here, like thanks, buddy, for that softball. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's supposed to be a hefeweizen. And look at this mm-hmm. thing; it tastes just like your IPA, which didn't taste like an IPA, except it tastes a little more Munich malt instead of all crystal. And it, there's like no wheat to be found in this entire goddamn thing. <laughs> what do you say? And he's like, I don't know. That's my favorite beer. He was he was from Eastern Europe, though. So. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, I know you don't make the beer, but it's just, it's messed up. Mm. It's all kinds of wrong. Everything is. Uh, so there was that. Did some geocaching on Putin Bay. Because I didn't get to do much geocaching on Kelly's because I had found them, almost all of them, previous years. 
I did find probably one of the coolest ones. So last year there was one left on the island I couldn't find. And it's not technically on the island. It's out in the water. Probably in about four feet of water. Underwater. So it was too murky last year when I went out to find it. And I wasn't really prepared. I didn't have my swimsuit on. Mm. So I just tried to wade out. And it was too murky. Couldn't see where you're walking. So I made an attempt this year. The water was clear. So I had my swimsuit, swim goggles. You know, so I'm out there floating around. I left my phone on the shore. I'm like, okay, I shot a bearing. I'm like, it's probably over there. Let me leave my phone here just to be extra safe. Couldn't find it. Float, swam around for a while. So I went and got my phone. Had it in a waterproof case. But still, I didn't want to risk the waterproof case. So I'm floating around holding the phone out of the water above my head and checking it and floating around and stuff. And checked for about 20 minutes. And I found a concrete block with a rope on it and nothing on the end of the rope. I'm like, oh, no, it's gone. The wave's took it you know and so i look around some more and what i was expecting from the description was kind of like a carabiner like hammered into a rock like you know one of those climbing like uh, mm-hmm. stakes and i was expecting to be like one of those boat key things you know those waterproof float things you know that's what i thought the cache would be so i'm looking pretty close like down under these rocks getting down three or four feet and re- looking under rocks and not finding anything and then i'm about ready to give up and i start paddling back in towards shore and right in front of me there's this big white thing about the size of a it's a couple pieces of pvc pipe and flanges and stuff so it could be screwed together Mm -hmm. so let's say it was the size of a mini football or something like that and i'm like god damn there it is so so i was able to find it but it was a fun search it was a difficult cache you know you don't find one underwater geocaches very often so i was really excited and i just thought it was a good time to find that how how was it so that it wouldn't get it was um, tied to a no, cinder block. Okay, okay. And it didn't have a clip on it, so I had to drag the whole cinder block to shore. Because oh. I didn't want to open it up right there and get the... Because there's a paper inside. Right. I don't get it all wet. So I drug the whole thing to the shore, signed the log, and then I went back out where my phone said, like, ground... We call it ground zero. It has a whole different t- terminology these days. But where the, G- where the phone said the, G- the geocache should have been, mm-hmm. and I put it back in the water right there. Because you really couldn't tell where mm-hmm. I had found it. You know, it's hard. The- there's no... Yeah, there's no yeah. Uh, registration points. So all the rocks look the same yeah, once you move. Yeah. So so that was really fun. Yeah, but when I found that first block with an empty rope, I was like, oh, damn it. No. <laughs> well, that's cool. How many people have found that before? Oh, uh, It's been around for years. Uh, there's probably been 30 or so people. I mean, you, you saw the log, so you should know it. Well, the log was new this year. Oh, okay. I was the first person to find it since the guy... Re- I mean, the, every winter the thing goes missing because of the waves. So the guy reset it early June... And I was the first person to find it this year. Um, he just puts a new one down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was only attached with, like, the cotton clothesline rope, so mm. I can't imagine it's going to be there very long. It's like he was heavy. It wasn't like the other one I found had a nice big piece of heavy rope. This was a clothesline rope, so mm. it wasn't going to last very long, I don't think. Cool. Yeah. And then when we left the island, we went to Great Wolf Lodge. It's this hotel with a water park in it type thing. Kids loved it. It was... They were the perfect ages for this thing. The price was reasonable. You know, it was a hotel room and four water park emissions for like one seventy nine, which isn't so lots of water slides. And yeah, lots of water cool. slides. They have one of those big dump buckets. You know, that's probably like what you see in, if you ever see a commercial for it. You know, it's several hundred or maybe thousand gallon water uh-huh. dump bucket, and it comes down and splashes and hits pretty hard if you stand in the wrong spot. I mean, it hits a roof and yeah. spreads out. It's not like the water's dumping directly on your head, but so that dumps every like six or seven minutes and everyone runs over and gets deluged with water and then goes back to what they're doing but they had a whole like treehouse thing with 
hoses and squirters everywhere. And, and there were a lot of it was you could control, right? So you could pull a handle and turn on the water. Yeah. Or they had, um, there was a like a, one of those um, plank bridges, right? And above it, there was this basin you could fill up and you could dump it on someone when they walked across the plank bridge <laughs> and stuff like that. So the kids loved, you know, doing that kind of thing. I wonder if they could do like... Uh... Have make some of uh, the water, put some food coloring in it, and then like have an area where you use these squirt guns that are <laughs> and you can squirt people with you know, food coloring water. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, the food coloring should should wash off, so oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think it'd probably get there's so much water everywhere, it would get the in this scenario, it would get diluted so fast you'd never even see you couldn't use it like a paintball mm. thing because well, it, it would be in a separate sort of area, yeah, where yeah. yeah. Uh, so the kids loved it, so we spent you know. We checked in around three. We were there the whole time that the park was open. Well, most of the time from three to nine, and then spent the night. And then the next day, we spent almost the whole day there. And then we drove home. Uh, we were considering going to Cedar Point, but it was really hot that day, and this was a much better way to spend the time mm. than standing in line at Cedar Point. Yes, cool. And that was vacation. Um, stopped at several breweries. Did not stop at Kelly's Island Brewing Company because that's another. Taurus Trappy, awful brewery. Um, but there's a really good beer um, on the island. A couple, one of the places has changed hands, and it's kind of a fine dining. I wouldn't, maybe not fine dining is the right word, but the nicest restaurant on the island, I'd say. And um, I have, we haven't been there because the first time we went, I checked out the draft list, and it was Bud, Bud Light, Coors, Coors Light, Miller, Miller Light. And then uh, we just kind of checked it out today, or this year, and... It was a really, really great draft selection. And the guy that owns that owns the other place. And they had a tremendous draft selection, too. I mean, not just serviceable. I mean, I'm talking really good draft selection. So there is no need to go to the shitty microbrewery. When... Cool. And then the, that other place, their outside bar, it's called the Buckeye Bar. It's 16 Ohio Taps. So you get the drink, you know. So Jackie O's and things from Cincinnati and Toledo. I could try a bunch of beers like that that I wouldn't get otherwise. Cool. Well, um, my vacation—I didn't—I didn't actually do much beer. The, the one beer I had was I had some of the uh, one of the beers that we're going to have on the show, mm-hmm. the Boom Sauce. Uh, I got a four pack of that. And I had three of them, uh, and I had a little bit of wine, uh, but that's kind of it. I did not, did not drink a lot of alcohol on the uh, on the Cape and the Cape Cod. Uh, did a lot of cooking. Sent all my cooking equipment down. So okay, it's uh, you know cost me about like fifty bucks to send it. Fifty bucks to send it back, so but mm-hmm. better than taking on the uh, airport airplane right, and all that right. stuff. Uh, so I cooked like uh, you know the, the obvious steak and hamburger and scallops, and I made a lobster. Take your sous vide out. Is yeah, that what you did? Yeah, I made a, a lobster uh, cream pasta. Um, that that was really good. Uh, I made uh, um, eggplant parmesan with eggplant noodles. Um, what else did I make? Uh, we had veal made veal scallopini. Um, just improvise some stuff along the way too. Uh, mm-hmm. It was fun to be able to like uh, just throw together stuff and and because there, there was a decent oh I made bon mi, made some and okay. that you know it, it took me finding I had to find a place that had pate, but uh, once I did I was mm-hmm. able to make the bon mi and uh, that that went over really well because you can pickle things pretty quickly right and uh, yeah, so I can make my own bon mi now. <laughs> Watch out, Lucy. Yeah. And, uh, what 
else. So, I mean, that was, I didn't like go to the beach any because I wasn't really interested. I was just mm-hmm. hanging out at the house and enjoying like 75 degree weather all the time. Uh, and went with the kids to mini golf and go-karts and stuff like that. Then spent the weekend in Boston, this weekend in Boston, and uh, went around a couple places, got some good ramen, and yesterday went to, uh, it was just yesterday, <laughs> went to the uh, Boston Aquarium, which was amazeballs. That was so cool. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it was an awesome aquarium. Awesome. Like, the first thing you do when you walk in, they have, a, they have an area, a big area, where you can... It's a touch tank full of rays and small sharks, and mm-hmm. you can go and just okay, you know, touch them. And, and man, those rays felt awesome. They're like because mm-hmm. at first you feel like is that slime, and then you realize no, it's not slime. It's like it's like silk over flesh, but like underwater. Mm-hmm. Really, right. really cool. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Aquarium has a, a ray tank like mm-hmm. that. You can reach it and feel. And then there's a whole area with penguins and seals, and then there's a huge tank. Um, it's like 90 different species of fish in it uh, and a couple sea turtles and one is the 90 year old sea turtle that's cool yeah like 500 pounds huge thing mm-hmm. uh, big moray eel and a couple barracudas some nurse some natural some type of hammerhead sharks uh, and we asked you know how <laughs> the, the, the number one question that Jesse asked you know how come they don't get eaten and it's because they keep them really nicely fed. But <laughs> exactly. occasionally it does happen. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's mm-hmm. some small things and big things. and Right. There are lots of other little tanks also all around the area. So there's not just the major, the mm-hmm. big tanks. There's also other little tanks with all kinds of stuff and octopuses and cool animals like lungfishes. And, and, and there's another touch tank featuring starfish and horseshoe crabs. And oh, it was great. That's awesome. cool. Yeah. So I would highly recommend that. That was really, really, I have lots of videos and pictures from that. Uh, and got to hang out with uh, with my niece and nephew, which is cool. I said Jesse was five, Jesse seven. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was fun. I was really happy to, to have the chance to hang out with them and uh, to get a, a week off. Finally, <laughs> waiting a while. <laughs> Right, yeah, you were low on vacation last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it reminded me of one thing we did do. So when we were on Putin Bay, we were doing a little bit of geocaching, and we stumbled upon um, the old fish hatchery that they have there. And Ohio State runs it as uh, open to the public, but I, they do research about invasive species and things like that there as well. So we went in, and the kids were kids were looking around, and they were... Um, just green. Fascinated. I got red. They were fascinated with, you know, all the stuff there. You know, they had lampreys and gobies, and but then they had, you know, aquariums with other fish in it. And, uh, I can make a necklace with this. Encouraged them to ask the college kids questions, you know, the people that were staffing this place. And, uh, we probably spent two hours. And this place wasn't very big, but the kids were just, they had microscopes with some, uh, not microscopic, but small, like, uh, a baby like uh nymph crayfish type things in it and stuff ah. like that so they had microscopes set up it was really cool the kids loved it ah, that's a bright one yeah it's bright nice bright uh they're brighter than these 
wrist ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's because these were five bucks, not one buck. These were three, I think. Right. I think. Not sure. These could have been. No, no, it doesn't matter. Does not matter. Uh, so yeah, it was. I, I had a great time, and uh, then I, you know, got got in, and Jeff, uh, you know, today was like, "When do you want to do a show?" I was like, "Today," because <laughs> there's lots of news to talk about. There's the whole Trump stuff, which the Russian stuff, and the uh, well, everything, <laughs> everything that's been happening. Yeah, where uh, to start? What? Yeah, well. Uh, it's um, you know I've I've been pretty adamant about how uh, I don't think that uh, you know I don't think things would be a disaster if Trump would win. I've kind of changed my mind a bit on that. Uh, <laughs> the whole Russian thing and and all the stuff he's been saying about you know nuclear weapons and things like that it it, uh, it has really uh, rubbed me in, in a very very bad way. And I think that that has that's being reflected in the fact that Hillary Clinton is now. Very easy, you know, 10 points up on him nationally mm-hmm. and growing. So I, I think that we are probably out of the danger zone unless some crazy shit happens, right? Is it possible that he's sabotaging himself? I think it's it's eminently possible. No, like intentionally sabotaging. Yeah, I think right? that I think yeah, that yeah. I think that's possible, but from what I've been able to tell, I don't know if he has that much self awareness. It's He's just too narcissistic, um, but I, I do. Someone told him like how much, how all his assets that he'd have to give up or something. Well, not, you know, not like not, that, but I not mean, the assets, but you know the the income that he can't make while he's president. Well, and, the, the the fact of the matter is, he. I mean, the president it has to be a policy wonk. He's going to be in in policy meetings for you know six hours a day for four ter- four years. There's no way Trump wants to do that. That's why he's he offered Kasich, you know, the, the VP slot saying he would be basically <laughs> right. the president. <laughs> right. Uh, he could do everything for yeah. and domestic. <laughs> yeah. Uh and and also the the the, the way that the, the, the Trump can I mean the the RNC was a goddamn disaster and the and, and the, the 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 media from Trump, like I, I favored a tweet here. One of them, this guy, uh, who's Jim Lutz. He's from uh, he is a New England Senate staffer or something. He, he's a public. He's a Pell Center. Okay, he's a VP of Pell Center. Uh, he he tweeted Trump spokesman on Trump spokesman on CNN just. Exoriated the DNC for being partisan. Um, <laughs> not media, mm-hmm. the DNC the d- <laughs> for being partisan. <laughs> That's the kind of dialogue we're dealing with. Right. So, yeah, it's it's gotten to the point where yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I've changed my mind about that. I think it would it would be a goddamn disaster. It does seem pretty like. Stunningly awful. Yeah. So what else is? Oh, um, the other, some other tweets I favorited that were going like Paul Ryan just saw Suicide Squad was disgusted by it says his values are not his values urges everyone to see it this weekend. Uh, Trump to Hannity, the New York Times has people like Maggie, NYT, who don't know how to write good. I mean, it's 
Yeah. Oh, th- this is one of my favorite. This picture. Oh my God. So they, they, they. This was tweeted by Paul Manafort, which is one of you know, he's, he's the one of the Trump uh, Trump campaign manager. Okay. Uh, it's a Fox News picture. It, uh-huh. There's a right. the thing with the, the economic impact, and they have a Hillary and Trump, and they and they, they say it's from Tax Foundation, which if you look at is is a fucking nonsense. But but okay, so ten year GDP growth. They say Hillary is negative one percent. Trump, they say eleven point five percent, which is. 1.2% growth per year that's awful we're recently like so that's not exactly a, a good thing for Trump even though they're crossing mm-hmm. but this, this is my favorite line uh, they have this uh, new jobs and Hillary is a negative 300,000 and Trump positive 5.3 million but what they don't say is that in, jobs is in millions right so so <laughs> Hillary 300 is billion. negative 300 billion jobs <laughs> somehow <laughs> And Trump is 5.3 trillion jobs. <laughs> nice. So that's, well, you know. I don't want to work another 84 jobs. <laughs> Do you? Because that's what you're going to have to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. And, and and he tweeted that saying, you know, when someone says tells you that Hillary's economic plan is best for America, share this. <laughs> That's the fucking campaign manager. Oh, really? Yeah. I did see that or Trump was talking about the current GDP, right? And he's like what was it like one point two percent? That's down <laughs> or something or you know, because the number is one point two percent growth, right, or something. The well, GDP our, our, it's like three point something now. It's, okay. it's, well, it's, one that it's just not, one that just came out. Maybe it was. It's three. not fantastic, but it's not horrible. Well, no, but you know, just like he threw the number out there, he's like, oh, I wish I could remember what he said. He just said it this week, but you know, it was like the number is a growth number, and he threw it out there as you know, because um, I heard him. I heard the quote. And I'm like, wait, no, no, that's that's the GDP growth. And he's talking yeah. about how it, you know, just facts just don't matter. Right? Yeah, facts do not matter. And another thing, so Trump's been saying bigly for a while. Bigly? <laughs> bigly. But now. And I, bigly I, Jr.? I don't know whether it was always saying this or whether they're backtracking and making him say and, and making it like he said this all the time. But now they're saying he said he was saying big league and instead of bigly, big league, which I, you know, it's possible the way that Trump slurs words and stuff like that. But. So he, he made this. This was his uh, tweet for the Olympics. Big league, and it's him just. It's, it's not even like an Olympics person uh-huh. or anything. It's just a picture uh-huh. of him giving two thumbs up, and it says, Big league, good luck, Team USA. It's a picture of fucking Trump. But what I love is that somebody made a parody picture. Let's see if I can show it to you here, where it's. <laughs> his tiny hands and it says bigly <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well I mean fortunately I, it looks to be that, uh, that that Trump is is going to easily lose so I mean three months is, is a long time but uh, being up ten is a lot for three months mm-hmm. a lot of ground to cover Okay, well, do you want to get on to the 
to the beers, and then we can cover other stuff. Sure. Sounds good. All right. Beer drinking. 